And here we are. We're back. It's the Music Corner Riffs to 808s. I'm Nate. I'm Sebastian. And I'm Trent. And today we're wishing a happy birthday to the man, the myth, the legend, Geezer Butler, turning uh, 71 today. Congrats, my boy. He's living. He's alive. One of the best uh, bassists, in my opinion, in the early 70s. Absolutely. A very iconic bassist in an iconic band with an iconic genre. Gotta love it. Gotta love the it. The founders of it. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, today, as usual, we got the albums. We got the new tunes for the people like you. Uh, so we're going to start off here with the new Mike Shinoda album, uh, Dropped Frames Volume 1. Uh, Mike Shinoda, if you're not familiar, was the rapper vocalist in Linkin Park, uh, whose current future is unknown. They say they're going to make new music. They may tour again. They don't know. It's kind of unclear. Uh, I just see, I see different, like, you know, stories anytime the band is brought up. But, uh, Mike has done some of his solo stuff here. Uh, I don't know what that was. But, um, Mike has done some of his solo stuff here where he, uh, surprisingly at least to my surprise <clears throat> it's uh, almost all instrumental like other than like the first track uh this whole album is an entire instrumental piece of like you know work that he's come up with like uh over the time that uh since uh chester's passing unfortunately and uh honestly it wasn't bad it felt like uh just like I know, I've like used this before, comparison before, but it genuinely felt like the lo-fi playlist. You know what I mean? But like longer songs, and uh, even like just like a little bit like you know, well, much different than the actual lo-fi playlist. Considering like some of the tracks had like you know, heavier beats, I guess you could say. But it was enjoyable. Um, it was something I wasn't expecting, but it wasn't like bad whatsoever. Uh, and I liked what he did. I liked the blending that he did with these uh, different instrumental works throughout the album. And uh, even the first track, with the only track really that has actual vocals, uh, it was pretty solid. It was like, it was very nice. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much else to it for me other than the fact it was just a solid instrumental album by Mike. And uh, I'm interested in seeing what uh, Volume 2 will sound like. But. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, what do you think, Sebastian? So I really did like uh, all the instrumentals that he had. And even the first song, which was doing one with vocals, I really did like all the vocal uh, just parts that he had within it. And I think they sampled Brendan Urie for some of it. I, I don't I don't know. It sounded like him. It had a very uh, Brendan Urie timbre to it all. Right. I, know I, th- I thought the same thing. I th- Honestly, I thought it was Brendan Urie. That's, it probably was. Yeah, I actually, I'm actually like, looking now. Like all the vocals are like not. They're people I've never even heard of. All the features, really. It's n- except yeah. for Brendan Urie. <laughs> no, but like I don't even know any of these people. I think it was just like a whole like you know mini group effort of some sort. But yeah, yeah, it was probably like a session musician or something exactly. like that, that. You know, got paid to go in. Um, but other than that, like I didn't realize uh, this was an instrumental album. Um, you know about. Yeah, all the album is, uh, you know, instrumental. And then there's the one song, which is, uh, oh, my God, Open Door. I think that is. Yeah, Open Door. And then uh, very 
very retro you know uh, uh, we, we're really going into some retro themes here with a lot of artists nowadays and i'm definitely down for it you know i've i've really been listening to a lot of video game soundtracks even though i haven't really been gaming uh, i've just been listening to some more 8-bit soundtracks i really enjoy i would say uh i really enjoy like Mega Man stuff you know like going back into like more 90s uh nes kind of territory so i like kind of that kind of style but other than that uh that has nothing to do with this album uh i liked it seven out of ten good stuff yeah i think i i gave it somewhat of a similar review or a similar score but good stuff well what'd you think of it trent um i think that's pretty pretty much said it all there it's um it's very chill uh and like uh, nate and i were talking beforehand um it i was just kind of I think I was at the store or driving. And I was just kind of chilling, you know. It was very, it was very nice, and I, I didn't realize at the time that it was the fucking rapper for Lincoln Park, right? Uh, and like coming out of Lincoln Park and then hearing that is really cool, you know. That like uh, these artists can have, you know, that different side of them. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Cor- the first example is Corey Taylor. You know, he has the metal stuff with Slipknot and then the, you know, the more hard rock kind of like chill stuff with Stone Sour. And that's like I, a lot of people are taking that turn um, and doing the like either like the side pieces um, or, you know, other projects. And it's, it's really cool to like see people expand um, and do what they're not known for uh i know a lot of youtubers are making music now like uh craig mini lad is he's 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 doing some music ksi of uh, course ksi yeah vanos canceled, he's doing some music uh, yeah, wait vanos is canceled, making music uh, joji yeah joji <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah wait th- wait no, Trent, yeah Trent vanos is making music yeah he made him and craig were gonna collaborate but then uh back in i want to say like 2016 stuff fell off with them um i heard about that. yeah and like then recently um uh craig and brian or terrorizer uh they fell off about yeah, some stuff i remember that one too Sad yeah that was stuff. last year mm-hmm. but no it's just like it's good to see uh these people branch out and like that this album going back onto it <laughs> um <laughs> It was good. I like I said, it was chill, nice, and like smashing set with those retro themes. Um, it it really kind of like puts you into perspective, like what world we're in. Uh, that everyone's going back to these, like whether it's like old beats or you know old tones, sounds, whatever. Um, it it is nostalgic a little bit. Um, because like whether it's you know music that I listened to as a child with my grandfather or my father, my mother, my grandmother, whatever, um, that it brings me back to those moments, and it's it's really cool um, to see these uh, these artists going with those themes and those sounds. Absolutely, I don't know. Al- album overall, probably uh, seven out of ten. Really cool, you know, eight out of ten. Just keep doing what he's doing, you know. Just chill. For sure, gotta love it. Uh, yeah, so moving on then from there, we have the new uh, LaRue album, uh, Supervision, and I'm going to let uh, Sebastian start us off with this one. Actually, before Sebastian does that, uh, disclaimer, uh, I did <laughs> not have enough, I work was uh, rough this week, I didn't have time to listen to all these albums, uh, so, uh, for the listeners, um, I will put in my two cents on the albums I did listen to, and then if I have a question about the albums I didn't listen to, I will ask. Bada bing, bada boom. Because, you know, we're all people. Things happen. 
Amen. <laughs> Go ahead, Sebastian. I, d I do want to take a second to apologize. Sorry, I was randomly beatboxing. I was testing if my microphone was muted or not. Uh, sorry about that, Trent. <laughs> I was like randomly making like percussion noises while you were talking. I didn't even hear no, it. It, it. It was muted, so you're good. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. It was muted. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't even notice. I was just like, I was going through and I saw my little uh, indicator on Discord light up and I was like, oh shit, I'm talking. Um, <laughs> no, you're so. good. But uh, yeah, so going with LaRoe, uh Supervision, uh, I it was fun. Uh, very fun album. Going through it this morning, very through a very uh, rough eight-hour third shift. Um, it was just, it was definitely something I needed to give me a little bit of pep in my step. Uh, it gave me very summer vibes, which I have just been missing from music in general. Uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't feel like, I haven't felt like we've had a summer, summer song in quite a while. And I'm glad to see that this is the album slash, uh, performer slash singer to do that. Very fun. I heard about LaRoe this year because they did a single with Tyler, the creator, well, a remix with Tyler, the creator. So I, I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, you know, the 90s as well are definitely a huge major player in this album. And I really, really hope this 90s nostalgia overtake the 80s for a bit. I know it's going to grow. Uh, it's going to grow kind of tiring for me to hear the 90s as much as I've heard all the 80s nostalgia. But at least it won't be 80s for a while. So hopefully that happens. Uh, you know, it's very bouncy production, which I am always a fan of. So other than that, a uh, nice, good old crispy 8 out of 10. Good stuff. Um, yeah, this was like one of my, uh, for me personally, one of the lower end albums for me that I didn't like as much as the other ones. But it wasn't bad. It was like far from a bad album. Uh, with Supervision, yes, like you said, Sebastian, the 90s are very present in this album. They're like the 90s pop sound. It's very apparent. Um, I'm trying to see here what songs I did like. Because... For some reason, I don't know, I it felt like for me personally that this album was missing something, and that's why I couldn't, like, you know, fully get into it as much as I could, like, uh, with any other album that would sound similar to this, you know, because I love this style. I mean, of course, I love this whole, like, you know, poppy, uh, nostalgic, funky, electronic, you know, throwback sound, but, um... I remember Do You Feel, uh, International Women of Leisure, and Automatic Driver were some of my favorite songs off this album. Um, but other than that, it just kind of was like, you know, fell a little flat. The, also, like, some of the songs, too, were just, like, a bit, like, longer than expected for me for some reason. And that's not usually a problem ever, but it's, like, I guess in this case, like, you know, it was just not what I was expecting. But it was still good. I mean, I still like the, you know the style of the album and everything so i gave i ended up giving it like a seven out of ten and everything but uh yeah it was just it's not gonna be anything to go back to unfortunately but that's all i really gotta say about it uh and this was an album that you didn't get to right trent correct it wasn't um but i i will go back and listen to all these albums for sure um because once i have time yeah definitely but uh we'll move on to the next album here though the new juice world album uh, and that is Legends Never Die. This is the, I don't even know if it'll be like the final album of his, but it's his first posthumous album, uh, after his unfortunate death back in December. Uh, and this is like, just like, you know, 
as usual albums like this it's just a whole you know compilation of uh songs that he did on the side as well as uh some that had some you know big features and uh i'm actually gonna have you start us off with this one then uh trent yeah um juice world is one of the rappers that like um because like obviously with us we all have we all love metal that's just who we are yeah uh yeah um (laughs) but we all have our our rap influences here and there and uh juice was one of the one of the rappers that i actually i i liked you know It, it was it's um like nate and i were talking before it's that um what do we say it was fuck like the the style of it Duh. oh i can't remember it was literally like 10 minutes ago <laughs> with the with the style of it like what do you mean yeah because we were, we were you were saying like it was like like it's like juice world little peep like the like, like the depression kind of music sad i can't remember what music? we called it no not sad bitch boy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no um oh the emo style that's oh, what it was. okay. Well, I'm um, kind of right. The sad bitch boy music, the emo. Sad bitch boy, sad bitch boy emo, same thing. No, but, um, it's um something that I really like. I'm like I, I love Little Peep, um, even before uh, his unfortunate end. Um, I'm noticing a pattern. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I, I like everybody that dies. Um, no, it's um. Necrophiliac. What? what? um but no it's just it's one thing that i i don't know it's not like i kind of connect with it a little bit um not and not in like a weird sense but like i know everyone like like everyone the hype for this album was real and i i didn't really those these posthumous albums I'm, i'm like not a fan of but uh little peep when uh part two came out um I didn't listen to it at first. I was like, I, I, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And it's, it was the same thing with this album. Um, but part two uh, of Lil Peeps, I absolutely loved. It was so good. And it was the kind of the same way with uh, this Juice World album. It, I really connected with it. Um, and it was, I don't know, it kind of put a smile on my face that they, they did him justice in my eyes. Yeah, for um, sure. And it was, I don't know, it was really chill. I loved it. The The intro and the end of the album kind of, you know, it, it chokes you up a little bit. The um, ending for sure. Oh, yeah. And it was, I don't know, I just, for people that love this album, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, they, they, you can't put into words, really, like, what it what it means and what it, like, says for you. Um, but it was definitely uh, very well done and rip rip juice um, amen that's yeah um for me usually i don't usually like, care for any of these kinds of like you know trap or email rap albums and or anything uh and i've never really been like the biggest juice world fan at all really but i do have to say there were a lot of songs on here that i did appreciate uh, some of them being like you know when that first actual track con- uh, conversations that was to- good yeah dude right like even like hearing like that like the first like you know opening beat and all I was like oh okay mm-hmm. all right that was great I love Titanic Bad Energy 
uh blood on my jeans was solid life's a mess stay high come and go and then like uh like i told you earlier trent once it got to like the middle point of the album like the second half it kind of became hit or miss you know yeah so but like it's you know it's a it's a rap album that's almost an hour long with 21 tracks on there it's bound to happen you know um i will say one of the most the more interesting things about this album was the uh the pop punk style song man of the year which is the actual last track other than the uh the outro uh sample thing that he had of him and i gotta say it was kind of an interesting little uh little pop punk thing that he did there like it actually worked you know like it was actually not that bad and um it was just kind of cool to see like you know a rapper kind of like branch off like that much like how uh rappers now are just starting to do that whole thing with the rock genre where they just blend it in with their music or at least change their sound completely like mgk did or like how young blood is doing it you know like that's they, they make it work I mean, mgk wait what what do you mean mgk he was metal before he was rap he, was he really yeah he was what band? i never even, i never knew that that's actually the first time hearing about yeah this. sebastian you backed me up on that mgk was metal before he was rap a little bit yeah he he did like a he did like a small thing with a different group and whatnot before he went solo and decided to go the rap route you know right okay well i should say then that uh he kind of like brought it into more of the mainstream you know with the his like rock idea and like the pop punk-esque style you know yeah, yeah. i also worked with like sleeping with sirens before in the yeah, past. yeah. I, I remember and, like, that too mm-hmm. and like he, he got asked to play fucking tommy lee oh yeah not in the dirt that. and <laughs> he was right. also in dog box too yeah gotta love it but yeah so overall i gave the juice world album a seven i thought for and that is probably like one of the higher ones for this type of rap music that i've given this year so yeah i mean it was pretty solid uh rest in peace juice what do you got to say about it though Sebastian? r.i.p um I, I i'm only gonna preface that because i do not wish death upon anyone ever, and it is very tragic to see that there are so many young minds and everything losing their lives to uh, not knowing their limitations or doing things that they think is necessary for their bodies, but their bodies couldn't handle. You know, um, you know, I do, I, I do feel, uh, you know, I do feel gravely uh, sorry for the family and everything of Juice, but. Uh, I'm not going to let that really deteriorate the opinions I have towards this album, which are more on the boring side than uh, anything, really. Um, You know, I I would love to say we can remorse with a lot of the songs, but most of the songs have a random DJ part that just throws off fucking everything. And it doesn't mix in with any of the songs. Honestly, I miss the days where you used to credit the artist, or sorry, not the artist, but the DJ, uh, on the album where, you know, everybody who is credited with making the album is put, you know, I, if it's a huge thing and they are definitely a part of the song, kind of like what DJ Khaled did, if you want to call him a DJ, um, that's, you know, what you do. But these random people that are just throwing, hey, something, some productions in the middle of a <laughs> song or a middle of a riff. No call for Kenny. I was waiting to say that. I was like, just <laughs> imagine the top to say new I had to. I had to. It's just, I it's, was, 
this is very unnecessary to me and i know it's been around forever but i i don't like it as a trope in rap i just i don't think it works well and it kind of takes away from the overall feeling of the songs right. sucks me right out um but the lyrics are then are very simplistic you know he likes to rhyme words with each other uh i think it's because his name has it in it but the man uses world i think like a million fucking times in this album and he rhymes it guess what with world and i don't know why the hell he does that so much like it's it's a huge rhyme scheme for him and i don't know if anybody ever told him but it was not uh not a word that you can really change the meaning of you know um but yeah the acoustic parts could really be swapped because they all i would say just sounded alike and blended in with each other and uh marshmallow 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 you as a dj you are probably one of the most laughably bad producers and djs i have ever heard and i still think that all of your music has been trash because it is all the fucking same it's all this canned ass beats that anyone can fucking throw on with a fucking waveboard you know it's it's really laughable that marshmallow is as big as he is and yet all of his background beats and everything pretty much sound the same but other than that, fuck Halsey, and I give this a one out of ten. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> Fucking Halsey feature. I Fucking Halsey. <laughs> well, there you have it for that. But uh, we got some more albums to come. But before we do, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we're back. Uh, before we get into the rest of these albums, we have a quick announcement here from our boy Trent. Uh, yes, I know... A few episodes ago, honestly, I don't know how many of this is by now. Uh, I said uh, I had an announcement about the gaming podcast. Uh, quick update on that: you probably haven't seen it because it's not out yet. <laughs> um, because uh, due to the thing that we're not allowed to say because of you know stuff happening in the world, we're not allowed to say that word. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's pretty much due to that. Uh, just trying to get everybody together in like a a good setting uh, is and like a good headspace as well to start it up. Um, yeah, it's just every you can understand why. Um, but trying to do our best at that, uh, we had an idea for it, um, which I actually I will explain uh, now because I'm already talking about it. Um, we. It's a, a, an announcement and an update. We'll call it that. Announcement and an update. Um, so we decided to split the podcast. Um, well, not the pod, the podcast itself, but so we're switching it or splitting it uh, to the podcast, which is the cast of uh, myself as the host, uh, and then my three friends Maya, Thomas, and Ethan. Um, we all have if it's on anchor um about what we're going to be talking about uh and the split on that is the streaming end uh the streaming end is going to be done by another buddy uh our buddy eric um and i i believe it's eric that's what i was told uh from our the founder and uh producer of the music corner podcast shazab malik (laughs) (laughs) um uh so yeah that'll hopefully be in uh be done soon so I, we can uh, get all this stuff out to you because there's a lot of stuff that's been happening in gaming 
uh, recently that I really just want to talk about, and I can't talk about it on here because this is for music. So, yeah, I just wanted to give you a quick update uh, and let you know that we are working on it. We're trying our best, but, yeah, life. <laughs> life. Sounds Take good. it away, Nate. <laughs> thank you very much, and thank you for the update. Keep an eye on for that one, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, now, continue with the albums here. We have the new Grey Days album, Amends. So, Grey Days is an actual side project that Chester Bennington, the former vocalist of Lincoln Park, before passing, rest in peace. I know that we have two vocalists here who have passed away and we're talking about their music, but we gotta gotta give them some recognition here. But uh, he had worked on this project on the side uh, that was more of a... That's what we describe it is like a hard rock kind of like grunge kind of sound, you know, uh, which works perfectly because Chester used to be the former vocalist of Stone Temple Pilots as well for a short period of time and fucking killed it every night that he played and the EP that they made with them. So shout out to him. But uh, yes, this is the I, I'm assuming this will be like actually. Oh, 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 OK. So you good there, dude, dude, I was like, I was looking this over just now. Okay. So gray days is not a side project per se. This is actually Chester's first ever band that he ever played with before Lincoln park. And they were working on material on the side after like, it looked like 20 plus years of not being together and this is the album that they had come up with uh after so many years of working on it that all makes sense now i literally thought it was a side project because i knew he had a side project with uh the guitarist from lamb of god or at least they came out with like a song or two i remember that was like big whenever uh a few months after chester passed but so this is chester's first band gray days and this is their album after years amends there we go. And I have to say, I loved it. I loved this album. It was a great, it had a great sound to it. Like I said, it was like a very like grungy, hard rock sound. Um, you, if you, anybody keeps up with like radio, uh, hard rock streams or anything like that, I'm like, you know, the main stations, you'll have probably heard The Sickness, which is like the most popular song that came out from them in the past, like, you know, a few months and all. And it's, it's a solid song. It's a really good song. And, uh, yeah, like, the whole album, really, for the most part, is really good. Like, some of my favorites I remember were, like, What's in the Eye, uh, The Syndrome, She Shines, In Time. It's just very solid, very good sounding. It's fair, And it's also, like, you know, bittersweet to hear Chester's voice, too. Um, which, you know, maybe we'll hear some more of his stuff on the side if there's ever any unreleased material. Who knows? But it's just, it's really nice to hear his voice again after, uh, after a while since Lincoln Park's last album came out in 2017, I believe. And it was a big letdown, if I recall, because it was very poppy and it just completely changed the direction that they were going in. But yeah, Grey Days is like, this album is solid and I highly suggest it. Check it out if you ever can. That's my two cents on that. What do you think of it, Sebastian? I really, really liked it. I was just so happy to hear Chester's voice again. Um, I've really been a huge Lincoln Park fan throughout my years. Of course, I love all the hits, you know, the In the End and uh, Crawling, Numb, all that kind of stuff. You know, Breaking the Habit, all those 
all those really good bangers from the past. But Chester Bennington, for me, I've always respected his vocal work tremendously. And that's an understatement. I really, really think he is one of the best metal vocalists of all time. Uh, the guy really knows how to control his voice and keep it just so intense, but also yet so delicate and beautiful. It is just masterful the way he sang. And honestly, I think his voice is what inspired the high-pitched deathcore vocals that came out years later. Without really, you know, that really high, airy kind of sound, you won't have these guys who have the balls to go on stage and do that years later. Because metal back then, I mean, it would just be most of the guys with, like, you know, the big burly men that have the more, like, raspy and low voices. But now you have a lot more higher-pitched, I guess you can say, scene guys or uh, pretty boys, whatever you want to call them. You know, I like them all, but whoever you want to call them to each its own. Other than that, his cleans, like I said before, are just so goddamn pure. I mean, if you bottle that shit up, it might clean out and detox your system. You know, uh, you know, some of the best non-heavy metal segments I've heard in a good long while from Chester. And uh, the instruments, the instrumentals do help showcase this trait very well. And not to mention, I love just the synth mixed in. This was just a very 90s uh, industrial kind of album. If you want to call it industrial, I that's a very loose uh, canon in my head for instrumental. But, you know, I, I really liked it. I gave this one a 9 out of 10. Good stuff. I love it. Uh, Trent, did you listen to this one too? Or was this the one that you missed? Uh, this was... Uh, I listened to a little bit of this. Not all of it. I, had, I think I listened to like, the first two songs. Um but yeah, I, I mean, you can't really go wrong with like stuff like this, especially if it's like Chester and stuff. Exactly. Um, so I'll go back and listen to the full thing. Um, probably like tonight or tomorrow. For, for sure. Uh, like, oh, you shit. you won't be disappointed, honestly, especially yeah. if you're a big fan. Yeah. Oh shit! I can't tomorrow. <laughs> I just realized that <laughs> it's my mom's fiftieth birthday tomorrow. So. Hey, well, lots of birthdays, dude! Happy birthday, yeah. mom! Thank you. Happy birthday, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Sebastian's mom. Uh, my mom is Sebastian's mom. so Plot Not twist. actually. <laughs> Inside joke. All right. Well, moving on now to the next album here. We have the new Jesse Ware album, What's Your Pleasure? I'll let you start. I also the- did. I also <laughs> did not listen to this album. <laughs> All good. Understandable. Well, you can start with this one, though, Sebastian. Okay. Um. Yeah, What's Your Pleasure? I found out through my mom. I also found out about another album later on that we'll be reviewing through my mom as well. She likes to just, like, send me texts with different albums and stuff like that that she would recommend for the podcast. Um, sadly, I did not like this one as much as she wanted me to. I <laughs> She was, like, she was it up all week. She was like, man, you're really like this album. She gets you it. And I, I got to it this morning. I got to the two that she recommended me uh, this morning. And... Uh, the first one was Jesse Wears, and I'll tell you, it was, like, it was fun, you know. I do like it, but at the same time, I get the same kind of feeling I get, like, through uh, t- Forever 21 and just, like, shopping over there, you know. <laughs> it, it a nice, pretty voice, so I, I definitely will commend her on that. Like, she does a really good job at uh, cutting the mix and everything, of course, I gotta mention that. It's... 
I don't know. I don't have much to say because the album, it's very flatline for me. I don't have much to say about it. And I honestly don't remember much of it because it, it was only this morning when I heard it. And I just, it's not even fresh enough because I just forgot most of it and probably just put some of it into the back of my mind. But I gave this one a good just five out of 10. And that doesn't mean it's a bad album. I think most people would like it. But for me, there just has to be a little extra something to yeah, I get it. But um, I'm the complete opposite. Uh, your mom's going to appreciate this one, trust me, because this is definitely one of my top albums this year. I loved everything about it from the whole 80s and 70s sound, just like the whole, like, I mean, like, I could just say right now, uh, What's Your Pleasure, the title track of it, had, like, oh, my God, the out, the, like, uh, and that repetitive beat uh just like basically like the outro uh beat that was playing instrumentals in the background oh my god it was so good and like she has a great voice it like it's just very like i feel like i have like a I, like listen to this album driving in my car it just feels like you know i'm in the car with some of my buddies in the 80s with my perm going heading to the club right now about the dance that's the me. night way <laughs> that's you yeah we're together right now you're maybe like we're in like i'm wearing like janko jeans or some shit i don't know dude but like i would definitely have a uh, fucking uh jean jacket on there, there you go exactly a, pa- a pack of smokes rolled up on the, the left <laughs> exactly uh, fucking sleeve it's it's so good from and like I said this earlier to to Trent, but like I'm saying this now, this album is a little bit better than the Dua Lipa album. Controversial statement, but I have to give credit where credits due and say that Jesse Ware did just a little bit better than Dua Lipa, and the reason being too is because of how consistent this album was with Dua Lipa. Like we said in our review about it. Uh, the last two songs felt a bit out of place. Like, I get the message and everything. I get what she was going for. But it just didn't flow with the rest of the album. Not a bad album whatsoever, though. Because that's definitely in my top albums of this year. Like, I'll, honestly, how could it not be? Because it's Dua Lipa. Um, but no, this album, if you love that 80s sound, that 80s poppy, synthy, disco sound, that, like, you know unfortunately like Sebastian you say you don't like it that much done nowadays right to me it's just more oversaturated than anything I don't I don't like it because there is so much good in every decade and for me to say oh yeah I hate the whole entire 80s like that's unrealistic to say because there's a lot of good that came out I mean hell like look at all the metal that like surged in the 80s you know without the 80s you wouldn't have megadeth or metallica and slayer and all them but um going back to that point yeah i just i i'm just more of just hey let's let's do something else you know let's get off the 80s train there's just so much that's already been done with it and i feel like it's just kind of worn out in my mind that's fair i get it and like if if you are somebody who agrees with that statement and everything you're probably gonna feel the same way with this album hence the heavily sound the heavily 80s sound that's present on it but for me i absolutely loved it i give it a 9 out of 10 definitely one of my best albums of this year uh but now we're moving on to the final album here and what came to a shock to all of us as to how great it was how good it was uh, spoilers we all liked it um this is the new a marionette album sunset on this generation this 
band, I found out through the YouTuber Jared Dines on his second channel, The Dickie Dines Show, where specifically he had said that, like, he was mad that, quote-unquote, he was mad that there was a very good song by the band A Marionette called Baddest that was just released at the time, and not a lot of people knew about it at all. And he suggested everybody to check him out. I did. I listened to the song, and I thought it was solid. It was very fun. It was very groovy. And uh, since then, I think it was about like a year or two ago, and I hadn't really heard much of them, but they came out with a new album just today, and it's it's fun. It's absolutely fun. It's very groovy. It's very, like, basically, if you're a fan of Dance Gavin Dance or the whole swancore uh, genre, subgenre, whatever you want to call it, of music, you're going to love this album. It's exactly that. It's got the swancore? same Hold on. What the fuck is swancore? Swancore is basically the community built from uh, Dance Gavin Dance where uh, Sebastian said this uh like a few uh reviews ago uh where it sounds like the whole weebly weebly sounds with like guitars and everything like that and it's just like you know like if you listen to a dance game of dance song of that style it's like that and that's like very it literally the dance game of dance community built a whole subgenre based on the, that sound it's very weird. It's interesting. I've heard very mixed things about that whole community in general, but that's swan core for you. But uh, going back to the album, I have to say the two, really the three highlights here uh, in terms of like best songs and all were Counterfeits, Modern Disco 3, mainly for just like the whole like how the songs flowed, and then Throwing Rocks that had one of the like best guitar solos I had heard in like in a minute this year at least like it was so good it was so fresh it was amazing and I'm pretty sure it was just because it was had the feature of Andreas on there who I've heard of just never invested in uh and we also got former dance game dance vocalist Kurt Travis featured on here that was a nice little feature gotta give gotta give credit to the boy but yeah overall this album was great fantastic gotta love it uh, but what did you think of this one, Trent? Pretty much the same thing as the name. It was really cool, except for the Swan Corps shit. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Have you never um, heard of that before? No, I don't listen to Dance Gavin Dance. But you did this year. I did. Yes, I did. And I'm proud of you for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Honestly, it's the bass in this album. On par with Dua Lipa. I'm just saying, it might honestly top Dua Lipa for bass. Dua Lipa's being top. She's gonna watch. She's gonna watch out. Yeah, yeah release some new shit. <laughs> we better <laughs> hurry. Put all B sides. <laughs> Give me some more bass. Um, but no, I this it was fucking good. I really did enjoy it. Um, and I'm glad that like you have. Uh, bands like this now where they're uh, we've had a lot of bands now that like tank that just because like I feel like for a while in like, the 2000s 2010s there wasn't really bass yeah. um, it was mostly because like that stuff was more like um, the, uh, the new metal uh, sound I was going to say uh, new metal is 2000s and that 
had uh, base galore. Well, like, some of them didn't have base. So you, you can't just say, oh, corn is the only new myth. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, Biscuit had pretty solid, solid base in some of their Who? Who are you talking <laughs> No, but, uh, like, yeah, I understand that, but it's just, like, in... Well, especially, like, even, like, kind of like this style, like, the pop kind of fell off with bass a little bit. Uh, but, like, in this kind of, like, revamped music we got going on now, there's a lot more like, hearable bass. You know, it's not like And Justice for All, um, which is good, you know, coming from a bassist myself. Um, it's very nice to hear that uh, that nice sound it's very funky on this album and it really it, it puts a smile on my face to hear that um that i can you know just groove with it uh in a way it kind of reminds me like if you mix dua lipa and john legend's new album that's what it reminds me of that's an interesting comparison i see exactly what you mean too. <laughs> yeah it's i don't know why i just thought of that but i was like yeah um i still feel bad for my comment about john Le- his album. <laughs> well, what's it again? I oh, forgot. He's, oh, he's I'm black. Right. Um, but no, like that's that's what I think of. Uh, like it, very good. They did a very good job with it, and I um, I did they have they have other stuff? Yes. Uh, a marionette. Yes, they actually had. They actually have like three other albums i think if i recall and that goes back to like 2011 ish i think like they've been around for a while rock and listen to right gotta love it but uh all right what did you think of this one sebastian surprisingly enough uh i'm gonna give out a 10 out of 10 right away to this album it was it was a breath and it I, i won't even just say a fresh air it was a breath oh my god you know, I, when I first heard this album, I thought they were sampling Michael Jackson. Um, the the vocalist has some of the most clean highs I've ever heard. And not to mention, the band backing him up is tremendous as well. They have such a monstrous sound to them. And they really, really have just such a nice, tight lineup that they got in this album. Jesus Christ. I mean, the bass for one, that guy... He was working his ass off. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> that guy insane, dude. He was just going. I mean, uh, a lot of the dance cabin dance songs also have very intense bass like this because I've been playing a lot more groove centered bass, and that's what this is evolving into with metal and uh, post hardcore. They have a lot more of this kind of jazz uh, groove style bass. And it follows kind of like a more, uh, I would say, fast walking bass line. And that's where a lot of them stem from. They just go very fast and they just hold a lot of notes in a phrase. And not to mention, they also just accent the fuck out of, you know, I've been using a lot of the F word lately, so hopefully I don't get canceled. But oh, 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 oh. Uh, uh, fine. other than that, <laughs> for you, Shakira. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, this is probably like if Michael Jackson decided to go heavy with his music. Um, but yeah, it just. It was tremendous on all fronts, and that's really all I want to say because I can't do the justice enough. Oh, oh, was that was that it? 
Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, okay. Okay. I gotcha. But no, yeah, I get it. Like, definitely, like, check these guys out uh, whenever you get the chance because they're, they're awesome. But, um, yeah. It's a fucking link to a Spotify playlist of yes, Swancore. Yes, it's legit. <laughs> I sent Trent a uh, Swancore playlist on Spotify. I want him to understand. <laughs> This Literally just labeled this swan chord. <laughs> it's it's a thing. It's a genre. I was I was wondering. I was like, oh, I got a Snapchat from Nate. <laughs> You're like, oh, is it streaks? Nope, it's swan yeah. Chord. I thought it was street. No swan chord. God <laughs> yeah. damn it, Give it a <laughs> listen, dude. But um, all right. So that's gonna conclude our new albums for this week. But before we go, as always, we got some uh, recommendations for y'all. Uh, I'm gonna start us off today with a band that a marionette reminded me of. Uh, in terms of vocal style a little bit and that is uh hands like houses and their album unimagine it's a it's a solid post-hardcore album i mean like they have the whole like um there's some at least on this album there's some like poppier elements and everything to it uh less on this one more so on their like later releases this one was back in 2013 but uh, like the first two songs on here alone, Developments and Introduced Species, some of the best post-hardcore, modern post-hardcore works like I've ever heard even in general, uh, as well as like some other ones on the album like Shapeshifters, The House You Built. It's a solid album. It's really good, really fun. I enjoy it. That's my recommendation. Uh, what do you have for us, Sebastian? So, um, basically, I wanted to recommend a new band I found this morning. Um, I I was flipping through songs. I was listening to a country-western kind of vibe playlist, and this band came on. Uh, I know a lot of country-western bands have come out throughout the years, but this one in particular, now this is where country, I think, should be headed. I, I'm tired of all these bro country, you know, pickup trucks, good looking guys out here that have probably never worked a blue collar job in their lives. Uh, you know, I'm not just saying that because all country music singers have to go through extreme hardships or anything. I'm just saying they're not country. They're about as country as a cracker barrel. Um, so like basically with this album, it is called Good Company by the Dead South. Uh, actually, Eddie Stats from a previous interview on the podcast, he was raving to me about the band earlier today because I posted them on a Snapchat story of mine, and they're like, and he was like, "Hey, dude, these band, this band is fucking awesome." And I checked out the whole entire album of Good Company. Uh, the first song I checked out was "In Hell I'll Be Good Company," or "In Hell I'll Be in Good Company," kind of like a, uh, I would say, Thanksgiving clapback kind of a song. It it just it goes hard uh the band is also a very n- interesting setup uh very very minimalistic instrumentals there is a banjo there is a guy who plays a cello like a uh like a bass and there's two singers or sorry everybody sings but yeah there's like two main singers and then there is uh the two instrumentalists it's a very interesting eclectic group but yeah i really really enjoyed it and um yeah i definitely yeah definitely would uh recommend it to you guys if you guys want to listen to some new outlaw kind of country style good stuff i might even check it out too if it's as good as you say it is because i you know me i can't do country but it sounds like it's pretty solid. yeah i saw it on your snapchat story too, I, did too. I was like that looks interesting but like yeah i 
I we will ha- fuck it. We'll do a fucking podcast about it. There you go. <laughs> uh, what do you have for us, Trent? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm looking here. I'm trying to like find. Like, I'm trying to find a different album. You know, kind of something that like not. <sighs> Do I want to go with like my roots or do I, Oh, I just closed out Spotify. Fucking, <laughs> um, I don't know. Do I want to go with my roots or do I want to go with like something new that I found? I don't know. Go with the roots. For today. Why not go with the roots? Why not? Um, E. <laughs> uh, yeah. F- fuck it. We'll go with roots. Uh, we will go with, uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys know this band. This is kind of not a well-known band. Uh, the band Kiss. Uh, no, I've um, never heard of Kiss. Never heard of Kiss. Yeah. That? <laughs> um, the the album Destroyer. This is an album from my childhood. Um, this is uh, the album with Detroit Rock City on it. Um, if if you don't know, like the actual band Kiss. And you know, like some music from the olden days, you will know Detroit Rock City. Um, if you've seen fucking Paul Blart Mall Cop, that's the song he sings in the car. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that's the first thing I thought of, but uh, no, like when I, I saw Kiss last year, and that was it's up there, like top 10 concerts I've seen, only because God of Thunder is seeing and hearing them play God of Thunder live it was so amazing um and it, this whole album is just amazing my my mom's favorite kiss song is Beth um shout it out loud is a great song uh, like this whole album is amazing uh but it's one of the albums from my youth um if you don't know kiss then what the hell are you doing with your life? You have to. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah, I mean, they are the founders of the genre of glam metal. So, have you ever heard of Jesus? <laughs> uh, well, fuck, what the hell is that movie? There's another movie I'm thinking of. It's uh, Detroit Rock City. Oh, no, fuck, what the hell is it? It's something with like, oh, hold on. I know this movie, but Role I cannot models? think of it. Yes, role models. Yeah, Thank I knew we were going you. for. I got you. <laughs> I couldn't think of the actors in uh no, the movie Role Models. He sings a he sings Beth at the end of it. Um like a like a different rendition of it that goes. Yeah, well different me. rendition of Beth. Uh that movie's amazing. I love uh, role but, models too. But uh go check out uh the album Destroyer. Um or if you want another one, Kiss Alive I think it's Kiss Alive Three. Um, that one is also very good. I actually, I have that album uh, on a CD, not a record. Sadly, I do have. I think it is Ace Freely's because uh, you know how like Kiss did like the four, uh, like kind of quote solo records. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I believe I have Ace Freely's. It's from my dad because uh, I went over cool. my grandma's and she she gave me a bunch of old records. So I think I have. Oh, the fucking Gambler. By Kenny Rogers, I have that album on a bus because <laughs> my grandma was like, "I don't want this." Literally, like, <laughs> um, I'll say I have a bunch of old uh, Slovak polka records too. <laughs> Gotta love that. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it, guys. There's our reviews. There's our recommendations. That's been today's episode. Sebastian, Trent, thank you as always for joining me. 
And we will see you guys in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner, Rivsta 808s, and we are signing off.